0: Good morning, zookeepers, and welcome back to the Fienstra Zoo. We did it; it is season four. Can't believe I've actually made it through three seasons of this. I just want to start today off. Uh, thank you for tuning in again, and Happy New Year, guys! Merry Christmas, Seasons greetings, whatever you go by. Just, I'm glad. I hope you had a fantastic holiday season, and welcome back. As we kick off this season, I wanted to continue to say thank you for sharing your valuable time with me. Thank you for giving me your attention. It's worth more than anything. And before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to remind you to go check out the Podbelly Network. It's a place you can find a bunch of fantastic new shows, tips and tricks for starting your own podcast if you so desire. Also, if you wish to sh- support the show directly here, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Fiendster Zoo. It's just a one-time donation, and all of that goes right back into the show, making this a viable project, hopefully supporting itself financially here this year. And if you don't want to support the show directly by those means, no problem at all. I understand. Money is tight. It's totally fine. To support the show in other ways, you could... Share the show on your social media. Cost nothing. Tell a friend, family member, whoever. Um, Or wherever you're listening to the show, go and leave it a rating, a review. That that would be a huge help as well. Alright, I have a question for you. Enough of the boring stuff. It's actually a question in a form of a quote from Joyce Meyer. Is your problem really the problem? Or is it your attitude toward that problem zookeepers i've said it before and i'll say it again life is hard if it was easy anyone could do it look we all have problems seriously this is not a shocking revelation i don't care if you're a kindergarten teacher construction worker billionaire for a fortune 500 ceo of some mega corporation it doesn't matter we all have some stress and anxiety Or a problem that scratches at us. Think about it. A stay-at-home mom or dad has children. And there's stresses in domestic life. That Fortune 500 or CEO or whatever undoubtedly has stresses that affect hundreds of people. The decisions that he has to make. I mean, all of us stress about money and budgeting. And I'm convinced that we all have family drama. So let me ask you this. What's your problem? Seriously. Take a few seconds and tell yourself what problem is eating at you right now. Now think about your attitude towards said problem. I'd be willing to bet that it's not that good. In fact, I'd guess that it's incredibly negative towards that problem. A tough mantra I often repeat to myself is, I can't control the world around me. I can't control outcomes to many situations. But I can control myself and how I react to those problems. Seriously, I can change how I react to these situations. I can choose to react positively, or I can choose to react negatively. And it's sometimes hard to be honest with yourself, But is it your problem you're facing that's causing your stress and anguish? Or is it your attitude towards that problem that's causing this stress? Let me try and put this in perspective for you. There was this dude named Jesus a long time ago. Maybe you've heard of him. Jesus as a man, he was happier than potentially anyone in recorded history. It says over and over again in the Bible that he was a joyful man. And there's a couple verses I want to touch on here, but it really boils down to he was a happy man. John one eighteen, it says, Yet God's Son did not merely bring grace, justice, peace, love, and truth of God with his arrival, but he also brought eternal happiness. Again, in John chapter 15, verse 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. Some translations read that as, I have told you this to make you as completely happy as I am. Now, I think we can all agree that Jesus didn't have an easy life. I mean, biblically, it says that Jesus was a man acquainted with grief and sorrow. And I think that's true. But that being said, he had to be an incredibly happy man. I mean, he had to be, right? Like, people were drawn to him. And in general, people don't like being around people that are melancholy or grumpy or angry all the time. Especially children. And everywhere he went, children flocked to Jesus. I imagine him being, like, the crazy fun uncle who the kids climb on all the time. Like, Jesus had to be a happy dude. Now, let's just say that I've established, and it's a known fact that Jesus was a happy man. That leads to a different question. It leads to, how could this man who faced daily persecution, government oppression, religious persecution and all sorts of other problems how can he still be so happy i mean the easy answer the the sunday school answer is well jesus was god mic drop and while true it's only part of the truth i think i think the bigger piece is is attitude it's a choice now, let's go to the extreme here and say Jesus the night before his cur- persecution, his crucifixion he knew what was about to happen to him and I'm not going to go so far as to say he was joyful about it but he acknowledged his, his circumstance and he acknowledged that there was something better coming. He, He, I mean he always knew what was coming but I think the difference that he acknowledged it, but he also acknowledged that there was something better coming. He acknowledged that there was more to life than just dwelling on his sorrow. There's another guy in the Bible, Paul. I mean, this dude was beaten, jailed, you name it, and it happened to him. so At one point, he was attempted to be stoned, like people throwing rocks at him. But he's also recorded as being a happy man. There's a lot of pe- parts of Paul's writing that say, I'm writing this to you from jail. You know, Stay steadfast in your happiness. Stay, st- stay steadfast in your path of right doing. I mean, he was, again, a happy person. So I guess what I'm trying to say out of all of this, what I'm trying to lay out is that your happiness is a choice. Chances are you're not facing crucifixion. Chances are you're not facing a life sentence in prison or being beaten to death or or stoned to death. Chances are you're like me and you face daily stresses, no doubt. but your happiness is still a choice yes acknowledge your issues acknowledge your problems do what you can to best them get through them find a way that they're no longer problems absolutely i'm not saying just become a bump on a log but acknowledge your problems and then every morning during your moment of quiet before you start your day that moment where you're awake but your head isn't off the pillow yet Set your mind to gratitude, to joy and acceptance. Create this mindset, this simple acceptance of your circumstance and create this moment of contentment. Being okay with where you're at. Being content with where you live, what you drive, the clothes in your closet, the food in your fridge. Literally verbalize it and Thank God for where you're at. Say, God, I am thankful for my friends, for my family, for anything that comes to mind. Start each day like this. When problems inevitably come around, face them head on. I got fired from work. That sucks. Why did I get fired? Is it my fault or is this just something that was thrust upon me? If it's my fault, all right, let's change what I did at this job so the next time I'm employed, this isn't going to be the same issue. Accept it, but accept something better is coming. If this was just a circumstance thrust upon you, company layoffs, whatever, that sucks because you didn't do anything wrong. But accept it. It happened. You can't change it. You can't change the circumstance. You can't change this moment in time. But you can change how you react to it. Yeah, I lost my job. That sucks. Thank you God for my family. Thank you God for the food that I'll have on my table at home. And then you can ask God to help you in that circumstance. Help me find gainful employment quickly. Help me find the reason why this has happened to me. Help me in whatever way you see fit. Like Jesus said the night before his crucifixion, not my will but yours be done. It's going to change you. Let it change you. Let it mold each day. Change my attitude towards the circumstance. In November of last year, I had my motorcycle accident. I've told you guys all about it. That is a really crappy circumstance. I was driving, I was following the rules of the road, but this circumstance still happened. I still was in an accident on my bike, I got hurt a little bit, my bike got completely written off. That sucked. I don't know why it happened. Random circumstance, whatever, XYZ, take your pick. I can't change it. My bike is gone. Now my leg is pretty much healed. But in the moment, it was a choice to accept that it happened, to accept that my bike is broken and I'm not getting her back. But to change my focus from what happened right now to, okay, I didn't break anything. My body is fine. My bike can be replaced. I got to walk away that day from the hospital. I wasn't laid up. I didn't lose time off work. I didn't... I didn't kill anybody. I didn't get killed myself. These are all little things that I'm constantly having to remind myself of because this is not just a one moment that it's good, the next moment you're fine. No, this is an ongoing process. It was, it is still difficult. I still have moments where I get angry that I don't have my motorbike anymore. I still have moments where I'm flustered because this is nothing I did. This was just circumstance it's hard but every day that i wake up and i get to choose happiness that day and every day when i lay my head back on my pillow right before i fall asleep i say the same thankful prayer Thanking God for my circumstance, for my beautiful wife, for my amazing children, for this warm home, for this comfy bed, for the food in my belly. These little things that shift my whole being. It's creating this person who I want to be. It's changing my presence, and it can change your presence in others' lives to be an easy presence, a peaceful presence. It creates an inviting environment where people want to do life with you. If you let this practice or discipline or rule of life or whatever terminology you want to put this into if you let this into your life this isn't like some nonsense manifesting of if i think hard enough on something it'll happen no this is a choice daily hourly minute to minute to choose to be happy to choose joy it will it will change your life it will make others want to do life with you now this isn't just choosing joy for joyful sake this is choosing joy to be a discipline in your life rooted in theology rooted in a biblical practice inviting God into your life. You see, you can't just choose to be happy. I mean, you can, but it's not the end goal. It's a piece of a much bigger puzzle. You need something more foundationally in your life to build this piece off of, to build this joy off of. Otherwise, the next time a problem comes up in your life might not be the little inconvenience, you know, you get cut off while you're driving, but it could be the big one where you get in an accident where this will change from a true peace and joy. And that'll happen, an accident will happen, and it could make you falter and be like, wow, this was all just some fake mask that I put on every day. You need more than that. This joy needs to come from somewhere more than just myself. True peace, true joy, true Happiness comes from this much bigger puzzle of actually having Jesus in your life, actually walking with Jesus in your life. Otherwise, like I said, it's just kind of a mask. You put on this fake front, but when something actually goes wrong, you crumble. So start this practice today. Start this new year off properly. Wake up tomorrow morning, or when you go to bed tonight, try and shift your focus from your problems to this gratitude, to this small piece of content with your life. Like I said, this isn't going to be a one-time thing, This is an hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute choice where you're inviting peace into your life, inviting contentment into your life. If you do this, like I said, you will become this easy presence and it will change your life. It will mold your life. And people will want to be around you. And then one year from now, when we're all refocusing our lives for the new year's resolutions or whatever you want to call them then i won't have to ask you hey what's your problem because your life will be changed your attitude towards these problems will be different and i'll get to ask you hey how awesome was your year So guys, that's where I'm going to leave this episode. I really, really want you to try this practice. Try it for a week, a month. Try it for the year. But let me know how it goes. Let me know how it changed your life. Because I know it's going to, if you give it the real chance to do so. Before I sign off... I just want to say again, thank you so much for spending this time for me. Thank you for giving me your attention for these 25 minutes. And if you want to, please share this episode with your mother-in-law. Yeah, share it with your mother-in-law. If you don't have a mother-in-law, pick your mom, your dad, whoever. Share it with someone. Let it change their life too. For now, thank you for joining me here at the Feenstra Zoo. I love you guys so much. Thank you, and God bless.